Welcome to the Sound and Marketing Podcast. Today's guests are... Hi, my name is Tom Amico. My name is Eric David, and together, Tom and I created the Affleck Duck. I'm your host, Gina Isham, owner and founder of Dreamer Productions and Sound and Marketing Learning. I create, consult, and educate brands and individuals on the power of sound in marketing. Now on to the show. Tom Amico and Eric David have been an advertising copywriter and art director creative team for the better part of 20 years. One of their first collaborations was the creation of the Affleck Duck, now in its 22nd year. The Duck is an inductee in the Advertising Icon Museum and on the Madison Avenue Advertising Walk of Fame. The Duck has been featured in advertising textbooks and the Harvard Business Review, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and on CBS and ABC News. Tom, Eric, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. So let's just start at the beginning. How did the Affleck Duck come around? Was it an idea that Affleck had, or did you just throw something completely zany in their direction? Well, we had, Eric and I had been working for Linda Kaplan-Thaler at the Kaplan-Thaler Group for about a year or two, working on Toys R Us. Linda, speaking of sounds and music that stick in your head, had written, uh, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid. When a testing service that had worked for the CEO of Affleck, Dan Amos, said, you know, you really ought to check out the Kaplan Thaler Group if you really want to get your name on the map and get the bang for the buck of what you're spending on media. Dan is very unhappy with his advertising agency of 10 years that was spending $50 million a year and only getting 10% of awareness for the name Affleck. When Linda called us into her office to give us this assignment to work on, she basically said, okay, we just got this interesting assignment from this company in Georgia. And like Tom said, you know, the history of their advertising has not been successful. And, you know, Dan wanted people to remember his name. So she said to us, so there's a company in Georgia and all they want is name recognition. They have this name that no one remembers and they want to have name recognition. That, that's the assignment. So we said, great. And it's for an insurance company. And we said, great, what's the name? And as soon as she said Aflac, it was like, could you have a name that is a more difficult name to try to get people to remember? It sounds like the Bronx. It wasn't like Crystal Insurance or Excellente. It didn't have any panache to the name. A pretty big challenge to make people remember a name like Aflac. There was literally a creative shootout between Kaplan Thaler Group, where Eric and I worked, and two other agencies. They would pay for four ideas to get tested. We had four ideas, and we still thought, like, we weren't sure if if we still had the idea. So actually, the duck was the fifth idea that we ended up paying on our own. Whichever campaign scored the highest on the firm ASI's test score, that they were going to be awarded the business, which is a little unusual. A lot of times in creative pitch outs, there's other factors involved, like, you know, relationships and the account people and the strategic department and the media department, but this was a clear-cut creative pitch. And we were kind of saying, gee, is that good enough to either win the business or remember the name of the company? And Dan Amos had 
told us, I don't care if you put a naked man tap dancing on a roof. I just want people to know the name of the company. He said he was sick and tired of walking into conferences, introducing himself, Dan Amos from uh, Affleck and people saying, Affleck, what is that? So sitting on our laurels, we had one idea that we liked and two or three others were in the mix from other creative teams at the agency. I said, we, we have to keep working on this. I don't think we're going we, we're gonna to win the, the shootout. I don't think it's a, a good enough idea tasked with having to remember the name of the company. So Eric decided to go to lunch and I got angry at him for going to lunch. And he came back an hour later, which was also kind of pissing me off. We only had another day or two to come up with another idea. Fast forward to lunch. You know, like, what's going to be this next idea that we're going to have? We worked out of, you know, kind of frustration. And while I'm out at lunch, I'm like walking like one of those crazy people you hear talking out loud in the street. And I just say, you know, how will you get people to remember this name? Aflac. And I'm saying this out loud. Aflac, 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 Aflac. And all of a sudden, it sounded like a duck to me. I went back and I saw Tom with my lunch and he says, I'm glad you're back. And I said, well, I had this idea. And I said, how about it's a duck that says the name Aflac. And he basically said, well, that's so stupid. It might just work. And basically wrote the first script within a half hour. Here we were, you know, kind of being angry at each other over not having another idea and me being angry at Eric going to work. And we came up with like this angry duck who went out there saying the name of the company to people who weren't paying attention to him. So that was sort of rooted in the character early on of the duck that we didn't, we wanted to make sure we weren't creating another cute and cuddly, you know, advertising mascot like Tony the Tiger or the Pillsbury Doughboy. The first commercial actually ran midnight of 2000 on CNN the company got more hits on their website the next day than they had in the previous 10 years. Well, when I got hurt in this work, glad I had supplemental insurance. Supplemental insurance? What's that? Aflac. Well, even the best insurance doesn't give you cash to cover things like lost pay, other expenses. This does. What does? Aflac. Shouldn't ask about it at work. Really? And what's it called? Aflac! Uh, Aflac. Without it, no insurance is complete. Aflac. The fact that we were going to send this duck out into the world telling people who would, uh, were unaware of not only Aflac the company, but what it was, what the kind of insurance that it was, which was supplemental insurance, which was on, on its own kind of difficult to understand. And that sort of became the thread that, you know, led Eric and I to create 70 to 80 commercials around it and then incorporate the duck into uh, the website. The kind of advertising they were doing was very like, you know, you know, heartstring, you know, you want to protect your family, get a piece of the rock, you know, it was, everything was like homogenized the way you know insurance was presented a lot of insurance advertising as you know is a lot there's a lot of human insurance advertising now 
But at that time, there wasn't. The normal recall score in the insurance category was an 11. So when we presented work, you know, we knew it had at least reached that bar. And basically, Dan said, whatever agency gets the highest recall score that beats an 11 uh, will basically win the business. Like Tom said, you know, it wasn't about relationships or who knows who. This was strictly a numbers game. Whoever gets, you know, whoever wins the most points wins. The norm for insurance advertising at that time, which Eric, you know, said was kind of like, oh, he has his mother's eyes, but what if he gets hurt? That's what they were running. It was kind of like pablum served up on a on a spoon. The duck wound up getting a 28. It was like three times the norm. And what's kind of funny is that the, the backup campaign that also was by me and Eric, we used the comedian Ray Romano to explain Affleck to his kid. That scored about a 16 or 18. And so we would have won the business even with that backup campaign. And we wanted to do Ray Romano at the time because he had just, you know, his show Everyone Loves Raymond was a, was a big family show. And not a lot of people know that AFLAC stands for American Family Life Assurance Company of Columbus. So, you know, it's a very family orientated, you know, it's a very family run business itself. And because it's for the family, you know, we thought Ray Romano would be a great uh, spokesperson. So that was why we had used him as a campaign. And that's why that scored, you know, as well as it did as well. And the other thing to remember is that Affleck, it's essentially, you know, cancer insurance. So they have a specific policy that if, if you're diagnosed with cancer, they automatically send you $50,000. Um, and when we went to the head account person, the kind of suit to uh, in the room that, oh, we have this duck, you know, that says Affleck, she's like, you're going to show that over my dead body. And I was like, well, well we might have to kill you because <laughs> we're definitely showing it. And to her credit, you know, Linda, Linda immediately, you know, saw how it could work. And as did the CEO, Dan Amos, who we got on the phone. And Linda said, I know we already have four ideas in the mix, but we have this kind of out there fifth idea. And we, read the script to Dan over the phone and Linda even offered to pay the extra $10,000 to get this additional spot tested. And he kind of didn't blink and said, yeah, let's do it. However, he was wise enough not to tell anyone on the board that he was, he just okayed, you know, multi-million dollar campaign. And we, we were good. We were spending like a million dollars a commercial at that at that point that he had he had okayed this campaign in which a duck is walking around various locations, you know, squawking the name Affleck. There's a saying, you know, clients get the advertising they deserve and Dan deserved great advertising because he's a great client and let, you know, like you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a prescription. You don't tell the doctor, no, I don't want that. You listen to the doctor. And that's kind of like how he treated our agency and us, which is quite unusual in the business. Uh, so we have, to, we have, to, you know, Dan has to get, you know, kudos and all the credit because without his support behind it and him giving us, 
you know, the trust that he gave us, we wouldn't have, you know, there would be no Aflac duck. Um, and as a matter of fact, because of his belief and the way he worked, like Tom said, he didn't tell any of his people on the board. And the first time that anyone in the company, including top board members, found out of what their new advertising campaign was going to be, was when Tom and I went down, they do like a focus presentation to their 800 top salespeople every year. And that's when, uh, and that's when Tom and I presented the duck. Thousands of salespeople in the audience. And these salespeople, mind you, only work on commission. So they were used to making, you know, a somewhat decent wage all those years. And then Dan introduced Eric and I to show like the new advertising campaign. And we had shot three commercials over the summer. This was a meeting that took place in December. We played the first spot in which like the duck wanders out of a pond in a park and walks up to two guys saying, hey, you know, if you get sick and can't work, you need to have Affleck. And the guy is like, Affleck, what's that? Duck says Affleck and kicks a breadcrumb back at him that one of the guys had just tossed to the duck. And when we showed the first commercial and the duck first saying Affleck, there was like a like thunderous applause and a standing ovation. You couldn't hear the end of the spot. <laughs> we had to stop and start the spot over again. And then Eric and I subsequently, you know, ran the business for 15 years. And it was the same sort of reaction to, to everything that we showed them. But I'll never forget, you know, after one or two years, you know, I would have more than one or two people saying, oh, I was a school teacher making $30,000 a year, and now I'm making three figures. And there's a guy that I grew up with in Brooklyn who said, you know, because of you, I'm the regional sales manager of 16 states, and I've been with the company for the five previous years, and I never got advanced. And then here I am running, you know, half the country, all because of the duck. So uh, Affleck's awareness went from only like unaided awareness when asked in a survey to from like 11% to by two years having 92% awareness. And the company itself went from a $4 billion company in revenue to an $11 billion company in revenue. Four to 11 in just four years. And Dan Amos was on CNBC saying, and the, the only thing that changed was the advertising. And it almost tripled its billings in, in, in four years. It's amazing. The other sort of interesting thing is that because the company was built basically uh, on a kind of just like, as I said, sales, it was all about sales, sales, sales. They didn't even have a marketing department, but, but they instituted one after like their sales were going through the roof and they're like, wait a minute. Maybe we should actually have like a marketing director and an advertising director. And a CMO. <laughs> a CMO. So they started to get more and more sophisticated as the years went on. But as Eric said, you know, it was the duck that laid the golden eggs. So Dan Amos gave, gave us a lot of creative leeway in terms of what are we going to do next? And, and pretty much every, every time we showed new work and new situations that we put the duck in, we got carte blanche approval to go 
do, you know, do whatever kind of we want, we wanted just because he didn't want to mess with any kind of success. So that is also very unusual to have in a client where it's so hands off that they totally trust the thing that they had before them. I hope you're enjoying the show. Stay tuned for part two with Tom and Eric, where we talk more about the duck. More specifically, how the decision was made to use the voice of Gilbert Gottfried. Don't forget to subscribe on all the major podcast channels. Share with friends, follow, and rate. Spread the word because, well, more people should know about this stuff. I know you know that now. For any other inquiries, you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. All links will be provided in the show notes. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.